Yo, Joe, you okay? Boys are back. I'm on. I need to see how. Uh, do I sound quite weird with this? Uh, no. What's your, this thing in? No, you sound fine. I think so. Did you manage to speak to DC? Yeah, he said he's ready. At least I sent the link. Do you want to message say that I sent him the link? He might, he might not know. Anyway, welcome back to the most recent 2021 No Spray, No Play podcast with me, T, your boy DC. He's not in yet, but he'll be back. He'll be in there second. And Joe. I'd just like to say prior to this podcast getting started, everything that T is going to say is a lie. There is no WhatsApp evidence of what he's claiming. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! You go for the defensive already. You chat shit. I never, I never said what he says. I said. Okay. The worst thing is, basically, what he said is, I can't get access to the WhatsApp group anymore. So, basically, until I sort that out, Joe has a free pass from me, unless DC can back up my evidence because he has access to it. Yeah, DC. I think he's already backed up or on one of the last podcasts he went back didn't he yeah but yeah I mean I've had an absolute mare <laughs> naughty naughty what's happening DC can you hear me alright yeah wow this guy's finally here wow don't at me chill out some of us are frontline heroes <laughs> wow no he's not Wow. <laughs> he does he does nothing but for me. He knows for me. He does nothing but flirt with his uh, milfy colleagues and uh Absolutely. that's all that's all he does. I'm a hero. Listen, I am taking those hits over it was more out there for the rest of us, you know. Boys, boys, one thing is this year. This guy I'm only applied for the NHS because he wanted to have like an affair with some Oh my! That's the only a joke, a too much, man. a bit too much, pal. Wow. <laughs> We're gonna say, gonna say, I've missed you lads. I missed you lads for the last one, but, but maybe after that Joe comment, then I'm like, maybe, maybe not so much Joe. To be fair, <laughs> absolutely. We're gonna, uh, you know, normally podcasts as they grow, they expand. You, you won't. We're gonna drop yeah. one member of the team as we push on to greater you things. Miss me after this. Uh, Fresh 2021 heated debate, neither. So, wow, this guy. Okay, well, this, wow. well, well this, this is the first time we were talking from well, about the new year. Yeah, uh, well, new year also comes with means new year predictions, surely. And uh, we could say new part of the season predictions. We can look at our old predictions we made. Can we? <laughs> oh boy! We can we can call out a few howlers that I, I've made. I've made. I've made. I reckon I've made a bigger howler than Joe has. To be fair, I'm gonna throw my hands up right now. That Everton call, you know, I, I went too early with it. They've, they've really <laughs> petered out. I was wrong. I was wrong. Listen, listen. I think I think we can all say that we was wrong. Joe knows he was wrong with Spurs, and we spoke about this before. But, uh, guys, you might remember this year. Do you remember when I was bigging up Chelsea 
and Timo Werner at the start of the season saying they're going to win the league and that Timo Werner will be a goal scorer. That's just come back to bite me in the arse. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I see let's, why you did. I mean, let's not forget as well, T was also pure gassing up Arsenal and Arteta at the very start. He's pulled it back. Uh, <laughs> well, when, when, you say, when you say he's pulled it back, I'd, I, mm, I wouldn't agree mm. with that. I think the, your London, your London boys, your UE Arsenal players have pulled it back. Absolutely, he's a very fortunate man to be honest. The pick me down, yeah, absolutely. He should still get sacked. Uh, he, I don't want. I don't think so. I, I don't think so. He's a like. very fortunate man. Very lucky. He's, he's he's very fortunate. He's very fortunate that this season is dodgy and everyone's form is out the fucking window. And mm-hmm. yes, he's even he's, he's actually even more fortunate than uh, given teams like uh, Chelsea crumbling, Spurs a bit of a decline, Southampton and Leicester overachieving maybe. Yeah, he's, Arteta is very fortunate. Like in let's say ninety percent of other seasons, he'd have been sacked already. Yeah, hundred percent agree. If there had been fans in the ground, I think quite a few more managers would have been sacked because the noise yeah, and the atmosphere would definitely have gone against him by this point. So Agreed. I suppose gets getting straight into the new year predictions. They're not like a, a placing. Do we think in I suppose this second half of the season? A manager will be sacked, and who potentially will that be? Uh, ooh, it's a good Lamps, question, really, isn't it? Maybe L- Lamps is on the chopping block with this uh, Avram Grant thing. Let's just talk about that for a sec. I mean, talk about emasculating someone. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Frank, you're doing a good job, but we're just going to get a guy who got to a Champions League final and just to watch over you, just to make sure you're doing everything right. What's this? What happened there? Avram Grant, yeah, I've heard this. Avram Grant's coming in to be director of football or like an assistant coach or something to Frank Lampard, isn't he? Hang on, I oh, was wow. saying this to you the other day and you were like, wow, the disrespect to Lamps. Yeah. I mean, I was saying from a slightly different point of view, should like they get a manager in and just drop Lamps to number two. But it's kind of a similar thing though, isn't it? If someone's coming in as director of football. Um, Can you imagine trying to drop someone to a number two and telling him you'll be a number one in a few years again? Well, especially that being a Chelsea legend, you couldn't well, do that. That's just so disrespectful. T, let's put it to you actually, just before we get into this predictions thing, because me and Joe were talking mm-hmm. about this. What is more disrespectful? Is it to bring the coach in to work under Lampard as a sort of like, if you don't pick up, you're going to lose your job and it's going to go to him, or is it to drop Lampard to number two to another more drop experienced Lampard. coach? How I don't understand. I don't understand how it's that disrespectful. Though one Lampard's going to be self-aware enough to know that he's still a relatively inexperienced. No, he manager, won't, mate. No, right? he won't. that's embarrassing, mate. That's embarrassing. How can how can he ever if he gets dropped down to number two, he can never get the same job as number one because all the players won't respect yeah. him. That'd finish his career, mate. He'd be on Sky Sports until he's dead. But you know. yeah, but is is it not equally as disrespectful to just outright sack you like a club legend? No, 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 it's no. not. No, it's not. You can come. No, you can no, come no, back no, from that as a club legend. You can come back from that. You know, there's plenty of club legends. Look at Shearer in Newcastle. You know, people still love him on Tyneside, even though he underachieved. That's if, if Frank does get Sorry, the sack, where does he go? It's not like he, <clears throat> not like he can go back to a derby <clears throat> or anything because Waz is at the helm. Was it the I don't know. He'll go, he'll go back to championship and, and continue there. Or at go this to point, Scotland. he would have to, Well, it, that's exactly what I was going to say to Yeah, it would have to be championship or Scotland. I don't even think he'd get a bottom mm. half prem job just because I feel like nowadays no. the trend is that the coach that you come up with 
they do tend to get a bit of time. You know, unless it's a club that yeah. is known for hiring and firing, you know, I'm looking at Fulham a few years ago when they went through like four coaches or something. But even they seem to have learned the lesson. But I think bottom half Prem teams are, are genuinely um, like they like to give the roles to more experienced managers because they're they're aware enough to know they're probably going to be in a bit of a battle for relegation. Whereas we, I think we spoke about on a podcast. Well, I was probably having a rant really about like why you like why are so many like inexperienced, no credential managers getting like top jobs, but on name value, kind of, yeah, on on sort of like club played for the club or yeah. name value, like, but it, it potentially it's maybe easier to say give to give an inexperienced sort of young manager that's like like a lamps or even anyone like a. Um, a top job with a mm. with a bigger budget and more players and like more sort of like quality of players than to give them that sort of. Can I controversially say something whilst we're on that subject as well? I actually don't. This is going to sound so stupid, but I actually don't think when you're an inexperienced manager, shit, my phone's ringing. That's so unprofessional. Um, I don't think that. Yeah, because this is such a professional podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I actually think it's more difficult as an inexperienced manager to have a massive budget because if you're underachieving, people will always throw at you like, oh, why didn't you just buy this player? Why didn't you just buy that player and like, buy his way out of the problem? But as shown with Lampard, it doesn't always work. You know, you can buy a good spine for your team, but if those players don't click together, it doesn't work, you know. Yeah, that's true. Is that the issue that at Chelsea that they've got they've got a bunch of top quality players but they're not clicking? Ah, well, I, I yeah, I think so. I think I think they've brought brought. I'm tired after a day at work. You can tell. Yeah, I just think they've brought too many players who don't quite have the ability just to slot into a team and know exactly what they're good at, exactly what they're bad at. You know, I come Who back to that. Plant a seed to probably more towards DC as well. I saw a good. It, it was probably meant just to like trigger an argument, but I saw a good comment on on that as well. That was basically questioning the sort of the the German league really, and basically sort of saying like kind of instigating, you know, is it that good because the players are all underachieving? Like base basically, yeah, sort of saying like it's a bit overhyped in a way that um, like. Sort of name, like, name some really? names of like um like big profile signings that have actually like come from Tiago. Yeah, yeah, but ah, but no, no. See, that's where you, that's where you like that's mm. where you're just wrong and you're just sort of like in the Tiago hype. But Tiago, no, but, 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 but in the slightest, he the best ball, he, he was the best player against uh, when they when they played against United. Oh, so, oh right, oh one game, all right. Is was it not? And he's he's been he's been he's been a top but, performer but, for them but, but this that's, season. But that's the thing. No, he hasn't. He hasn't improved Liverpool. Yeah, in the Liverpool's but, problem is deeper because, than any one signing. It's no, the fact because, that their big defender yeah, Van Dijk like, is out, gen, and yeah, that means the whole thing is apart apart from apart from having apart from having a lot of short pass like high passing numbers. What Thiago no, actually you because they're, they're, you don't you don't watch Liverpool then if you're not saying saying that. Like, let's be serious. He was 
Liverpool's lost. Liverpool's lost game. So he's like, do you know what I mean? It's not like he's fucking generational or anything, is it? Yeah, he's a good player, but it's not like he's fucking. It's not like my guy Iniesta or anything. Thiago. Thiago has improved. Thiago is literally the greatest of all time in his position. You know, you could say that for like ninety nine point nine percent of footballers. I'm just trying to make the point, really, of like um, like he hasn't improved Liverpool though. And if he had improved Liverpool, would they not like for certain? Do you think? Can I throw it to you then? Do you think that the fact that Liverpool have you know dropped a few positions this season is thrown into like? The spotlight, the fact that he maybe hasn't made the impact they were open. Okay, so no, DC mentioned Van Dijk. I'm not being funny though. If Liverpool, if Liverpool is still the best team in the Premier League and they've got a player like Thiago, doesn't matter. Like they're still going to get bit, beat one nil by Burnley at Anfield, regardless of Van Dijk's in the team or not. John, he hasn't Compare what Thiago's done at Liverpool to say what Bruno Fernandes has come in and done at Man United. On team okay, Joe, you, you can answer the question the then. The table. Joe, oh, can I ask a question then? Anyway, DC, you were saying, you, you was asking me why do I think Thiago's done so well considering that Liverpool have kind of declined the season? That I mean, I may have done, but quite frankly, after Joe's energy there, I've completely forgotten anything I was saying. So if you want to make that point, see, you go ahead, pal. Yeah. <laughs> you, can't, you, look at, you, look at, you look at the Liverpool team and you, and you say they've been playing without a centre-back for more than about two or more the, than like... The majority of the season. Most yeah. of the season. So, so you, look at, you look at that as an example. That's a... When you look at players like Virgil van Dijk and Joe Gomez and Joe Matic, possibly, and you've got other players that are out of form, aren't doing it, like their full-backs are out of form as well, any team will struggle with that calibre of players not up to that, not up to their player, their potential will not be in there. Yeah, but why do you think that Sabino has played centre-back for Monaco before and he's not world-class anyway? You know what I mean? But he's not. But he's not centre back. No, he's not. He's not, he's not comparably centre back as Virgil Van Dijk is. Monaco as well. You can, admit, you can admit, but you can admit that though. Yeah, but Van Dijk is playing centre back. It's like you've. Why are you acting like a poster? But he's not. But he's not. In, like replaced Van Dijk. It's not the situation. You've still got a very capable and quality player. I'm going to say my 100% opinion on this. Right, I think in the world there is maybe four centre-backs who make such a difference to a team that when you pull them out the whole thing is different no matter who you put in there and I would say that Van Dijk's one I would say Sergio Ramos is another I'd say Chiellini is another and I would say maybe just approaching it Rafael Varane is the other No, most overrated centre-back on planet I'm not saying he's not got a phenomenal footballing career and record but people talk of him like he's literally like a centre back yeah. god. He's like fucking Maldini or Messi. I agree with so you, Joe. Overrated. Like, if you genuinely watch Real Madrid games, he's quite error prone. He makes a lot of mistakes and he's not as good yeah. defensively as people genuinely make out. Like Varane's like, he, he's, I'm not saying he's not got a phenomenal trophy all the record, but what DC would say right now, so is Maxwell. Let's be serious now. Do you know what I mean? Varane's so overrated, but I totally agree. Maybe, maybe it's the fact that he, he works well in that partnership with Ramos really well. He's, you know, yeah, he's what he's he's basically what I'd be willing to concede that because he's, he's, he always he replaced Pepe in the team. Real Madrid have gone on to like massive success. So 
they were still pretty good with Pepe stamping on people. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah, but they weren't winning the Champions League years on the bounce with Pepe and the team, is what I'm saying. You know, it was to do Varane with, starting. Was that overly to do with Varane, or was that just... I mean, you need to keep him out in order to win games. Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, don't talk right. Don't come at me with oh, Ronaldo. Yeah. Ronaldo doesn't score when it's the important time of a competition, when it's the knockout stages. My guy is a merchant scoring finals. I think uh, as soon as you get through the quarters, it starts to become big game butler. Maybe not so much that, but Ronaldo has one final, one game recently that really mattered in the grand scheme of things. That Ronaldo took by the scruff of the neck, and it ended up making a difference. Tell, me, tell me a game, because I'll tell you the last game I saw him to do. To be fair, until right he now, in the final, he, he, he was pretty good, consistently good. 3-3, free, 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 Hungary versus Portugal, Euro 2016 is the last time I saw Ronaldo actually do that in a game where it ended up making a difference and they won a competition. Spain, World Cup. Did they win the competition? No. No, but he was phenomenal, to be fair. He was great in my game. Was the first game, game anyway. No, so. didn't matter in the end. Can we go off? Like, let's not mention Thiago again because I can't be asked with like an extreme argument. But <laughs> let's agree to disagree. T's wrong anyway. But um, basically, so okay. like last night they obviously lost one nil to Burnley. <sighs> I mean, the prim- the prim- and you guys, and you guys watched that game by the way. <laughs> Horrible game. <laughs> Ashley Barnes dirty. Anyway. It was a horrible game. I, I cut like. Who was like, that you, you guy look at it, on time? Was it Chris Wood or Ashley Barnes? And you were like, absolutely not. I don't rattle. But what's Ashley going on at Liverpool? Because like they, they, they just fucking. Well, when you when you, when you, when you, when you achieve everything next. you want to achieve, what do you do next? That is the issue. Do you know what to I mean? Be, to be fair, after one of our last arguments was on goalkeepers. Um, because I was basically saying in form, Darlow's the best keeper in the league. And one of you guys said Nick Pope. Nick Pope was phenomenal last night, to be fair. He was unbelievable. He was. But, but you know who's, who's, who's always been good as well? So my goalkeeper, Alisson. Alisson has been great. And then he pulled off. He just literally, it was the mistake that gave gave the penalty to Burnley in the last 10 minutes. And then obviously Burnley go and take the 1-0 lead and see out, yeah. the, see out the win. Um. DC, you said it. Yeah, what do you do when, when like, Motivation. when they win everything or they do? But like, but then I think, but then I think, I think this was an entry. I think they wanted to go on and continue winning back to back titles because obviously they're chasing that Manchester United record. Right, I'm I think it's a twenty. It I'm going to throw it out. I don't think any of the players in that team give a shit about the record that Man United have over them. I don't think that motivates any player. Do you think the, the English lads will definitely no, motivate? No, hundred percent players like Trent because he's a Liverpool boy. Um, Milner, Milner will take on as well. He he wants it. He he knows how much it'll mean to fans. Same with Jordan Henderson. They'll, they'll know they'll know that that um mm. that means a lot. And it's and it's a career that will think that'll go down as a big thing in their career as well. Do you know what I'm saying? But um. I do agree with you. I think they have hit some sort of wall. It's to a lesser degree the same be... thing that happened with Spurs after they got to the final. And then the next season, they were kind of like very out of sorts. 
very inconsistent. You know, it looked like the players were still playing for the manager. I don't think it's ex- extreme as the Spurs thing, but I feel like it is It is one of those where... And Klopp came the same problem, to be fair, on Diddy McDortmund, where, you know, those players had done so well. They'd managed to beat Bayern to the title. They'd made it to a Champions League final. And then eventually, they just ran out of steam and he ran out of ways to motivate them. And they, I think they were rock bottom of the league at Christmas one year. And that's when leaving you know yeah so he's got you know a patchy record when it comes to being able to motivate winners you know maybe mm-hmm. maybe perhaps that's the thing with Klopp that we don't know yet because he hasn't had that many big high profile jobs in his career but perhaps he's great at motivating a bunch of players who haven't won anything but he doesn't know how to push them onto that next level you know it could, it could be something as simple as that some people like Mourinho Guardiola serial winners can get teams to win and keep winning but maybe maybe he just isn't one of them you know. To be honest, I think we've known for almost, you know, like the last the last decade that a managerial trend tends to be, um, you know, a f- three, four year stints at clubs where they implement a very intense style and a very sort of unique style. And then it does always fade away. I mean, there's not many managers that, I suppose, serve long time now. And there's definitely not many managers that, because they're serving long time, evolve in terms of like through different you know, well, like what team. Talking like, about Sean Dyche just beat Liverpool one 0 pal. I, I, we're talking the top of the table here. We're not <laughs> yeah. talking. Well, like well, Burnley a sixteenth. That's pretty high. I think it's a good time. Well, hold, hold on. A final. Let's look at a final question on Liverpool. Just kind of put it to: nah, Are we counting Liverpool out on the title race? Then no, no, too early. Point. You can't count them out. They're six points behind, six but. Points. They need to. They need to seriously start being consistent because I mean, they haven't had a winning five. Yeah, the problem is that it's very inconsistent as well. Like that's the thing as well. Like we're talking about it as if it's some big problem, but they haven't had a winning five. You know, won the two games. They haven't scored in five as well. In what nine from fifteen rather than three from fifteen, and that puts them joint top. So is it that deep a situation? Yeah, but. yeah, but that's a lot, though. If you, like, if they if they won, say they won three, yeah, the last well, three I, games I or two games, it is literally based on form at the minute. You know, yeah, they're definitely not out of the title race at all. No. Um, because City, City are close to the top, and it's just because City have hit this purple patch where they're just pinging off teams two 0 You know, and they're managing to put it together at the right time. Maybe City are obviously the favourites for the league now. Um, but that's what. That's what, but that's what champions. That's what champions do, though, isn't it? They, like I think with Liverpool, like they've dropped, they've, they've dropped big points. They've dropped big points. Burnley, West Brom, teams like that were where I think teams like City, United, are dropping points at these clubs. Even like big go, teams, still a lot of points on the board. Um, it, it is. There is. The, well, this brings us to the next bit. Do you see United dropping anytime um, soon? Listen, why are we even discussing this? Because be every time we talk about United, we always like end up on the same point, which is like trying to predict Man United is like trying to predict is there going to be snow next week? Like, you know, you, at the minute it's like, <laughs> oh no, definitely not. And then Wednesday night comes in, it's like, oh shit, there's three inches of the fucking stuff and we're not going to be able to go out tomorrow. Like, always oh, just seems to have this knack for like, oh yeah, they'll go and back, back run and everyone will be like, oh, that's it, he's done, he's finished and then five wins in a row. Like, you know, you can't predict those guys. Like, yeah. But can you see them losing anytime soon? Though, like, like we said, like United usually go on a win streak, 100%. then lose, then lose a few, then go win streak. Can you see them have an anomaly and get beat because there's 
they've still got like, I mean, although they've been in a purple patch as well as defensively, and they've actually been, I, I suppose, uh, Lindelof and like Bailly's been playing a lot, and they've been so, uh, not Lindelof, uh, Maguire and Bailly have been very solid. They're still a bit sus, like you know, they're still them kind of players that can be a bit. Sus- we're, we're talking like sort of defensively. I think Ollie's found um, Ollie's. Um, what do you mean who? Who? Defensively, they're right. They're right. I'm saying, they're purple they're they're still did. sort of suspect players. You know, like trying to predict. I, I kind of agree, mate. I think the well, like, is out of trouble. Like it, it's it's just a, it's just a thing there of like like they've still got players in their ranks like a Paul Pogba who's played. Oh, Paul Pogba's unreal. Don't even. Uh, this is Pogba's been an unreal form me, right now. Not, if, you if you're going to slag a full Pogba. If you're gonna say the football right now, yeah, no. you're you're an absolute hater because Paul Pogba is the most influential player in the past two games. If you let me finish, I was saying. If you let me finish, past three games. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear. And then also, I do agree with Joe. Like, obviously, you got players like thanks for calling McTominay. McTominay, do your job. I'm gonna come to North Yorkshire. And uh, slap some sense into you. Like, stop hating on Scotty McSauce. He's unbelievable. Stop. Anyway, let's, that's a, that was a good time to change the subject. Listen, yeah, this is, this is interesting because I asked you before, I said, Do you think Liverpool are mm-hmm. right, a title? You both said, No, not at all. So listen to this then. Would you say Tottenham are at the title race? Because look at this, they've got a game on hand on Liverpool and they're only a point behind. So does that mean surely Tottenham could possibly be a fit horse in that title race? I I should be hating on them because they've let me down. Send Gareth Bale back to bench one Madrid. He's absolutely terrible. But they're definitely in the tie. All it takes is, is is a run of a like, especially with teams like you know Liverpool and all. I'm that. calling it now. Bale's going to win him the title. It's going to be Carlos Tevez at West Ham. Who's their last game of the season? He's got it in the wow. bag. Adding. He's going to score. He's going to score absolutely, a absolutely. Listen. Listen, don't DC. Don't listen to Joe because Joe has been slagging off Gareth Bale for the past weeks and. T, you were right. He's shit. Why? We should never, li- should never listen to DC about Gareth Bale. Because when have I once ever said, T, you are right? Even if T is right, he's still wrong. <laughs> no, you I've haven't. Got the uh, DC, I've got the <laughs> screenshots, yeah? To me. Leave those screenshots. <laughs> Instagram DMs. Let me read wow. it word for word. Uh, uh, and this is how you say you know it's Joe. This is how you know it's Joe. Because this is how this starts. This is how it starts. That's definitely you, Joe. Bro. <laughs> I don't need to hear the rest. I know exactly. The amount of voice notes I get from him are like, bro, listen to this, yeah? <laughs> Joe's saying. It's a- anyway, you're going to. DC already knows. He already knows. Oh, I finished reading it. Yeah, guy, he goes, he goes, bro, I'm a proper snake. I'm gonna snake DC today, but Gareth Bale is proper shit. No, I did not say this. I should listen to you in the first place. I'm going on the DM. What? Listen, mate, he's a proper snake. 
it, 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 you know when it was. It was actually earlier today. He goes. He, he titles it pointless transfer. Yes, I remember. I did say he was a pointless transfer, but that, I'm pretty sure that's all I said. And it wasn't today. It was ages ago. So, also, Bale is a waste man. No, I know. I know. Not, I know a say that. Transfer because I sent you the post of Jose Mourinho's quote where he said, "But oh no, I did. Oh, I did. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, I put Spurs a bottle drop. No, I sent that to you. <laughs> wow, uh, wow. But I did. I, I didn't say anything about exactly. Listen, listen. Then he got. Then I say, yeah. I told you. I told you about, I told you, but I said on the WhatsApp, said, yeah, I'm going to delete the group so there's no yeah. evidence of my shit calls. And then he says, and then next he said, I said, fuck off. Worst thing is I can't stop you. He then replied to say, I'm just going to put the night on the podcast. I made a shocker, but they can still do me proud. All, all it takes is a few moments from the moment man himself. All it, takes, all all it takes is a little good run yeah. with the league this open, doesn't it? I'm just looking at it now, and sorry to your team, Arsenal, are not included in this stat, but from 1st to 11th, and with West Ham and Arsenal haven't been top of the league this season. When, when, I'm top, saying from 1st to 11th, and we when the top Arsenal 10. What are you and West Ham haven't been top of the league this year. But that's, that's how open it that's is, though. That's fucking tight, that one. Villa, Southampton, Chelsea, Everton, Spurs, Liverpool, Leicester, Man City, Man United. That's all been top. But it is, but it is, it is wide open. Oh, shit, it's very yeah. interesting, like Man City and as Tito. How have Man Sam got thirty-two points? What? I, I mean, I must be under a rock. David Moyes. West Ham are two points by Liverpool. David Moyes. You are. They definitely should be a fifth horse in this title race. Teams, you know, you can't, you can't get excited over it. You know. I just don't. I just don't see him making a run out of this, I, 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 like making a put a run together. Because especially when they're in the FA Cup still, I think they they've 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 got the um League Cup final as well. The Europa, teams, no, right? You don't really come, are they win the league unless they're top all season. That's that's it. Unless they're like day dot top maintain, mm. you don't think they're in it. Mm. But I would say with the amount of points they've got on the board, the fact they've got a game in hand, they're right in there. You know, there's, there's, and we've players like Son, who we all rate, players like Harry Kane, who we all rate, I think. You know, yeah. that team, there's definitely opportunities there. And mm-hmm. I think, I think to be honest, Mourinho sort of sussed it. You know, we've, we've, we've Dyer at the back now. I can't believe I'm saying that, but with him playing at the back, they actually look really solid mm-hmm. at the back. Well, it's going to be yeah. a, um, yeah, I'm going to, it's going to be interesting. He's solid, isn't he? In the next game. Have they got best defence in the league, or is it City? Let me just check that. Keep talking. In in the next game week, it is uh, Liverpool versus Spurs. So that's a big game to, very, very big game there. Yeah, to, um, huge. For both teams. Spurs are at home. To stay in touch and distance of the, the top. Yeah, because if Tottenham, yeah. if Tottenham win, they go above them, not they? Everything I've seen. They've got a game in hand, they've got a bottom of one point. Yeah, they're wide open. It is wide open. 
there's no point trying to predict who's going to win the league. You know, I know we said this is a predictions podcast, but we'll probably be wrong. You know, unless we're all boring and say Man City, like we'll, we'll all be wrong. Man City, like, the most boring. I don't even want to talk about them. They're so boring. They could send the glass eye to sleep watching them at the minute. Honestly, if the Premier League was full of like say <laughs> twenty Man Cities, it'd like okay. no one would be a football fan. It'd be so boring. Okay, well, let's move. Let's move away from the top. Wow. The top again. We're going to move a little bit further we're down. Sacking territory. And we're talking right about two London, what two not London for clubs? Moyes, not for Davy Moyes. No, Come on. Under Davy Moyes. We're, we're in second territory. Okay. Under Davy Moyes, you've got Chelsea, who are sacked 29th. You were, and at the start of the if season, we're talking them to be some league leaders. I just want to say how bold it was and how brave it is to sell Sebastian Allaire. When you're in that position, when you're in that position where you're really pushing on and it looks like you could have something really good for the club and you sell the man who's like this record signing centre forward. And they make a lot of working out. You make a lot yeah, it's, it's a big problem. You said it as well. I, I, I rate it. The players there, but actually, you know what? I'm not going to take mediocre just because it's been given to me. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, not yeah. so super Frankie. Lance. I respect that. He is in danger. You know, at the start of the season, T, you were bigging up Chelsea. And I want to say I was against Chelsea. I know. Doing well I was. Year. I... Can't confirm or deny that because it's a long time ago. But I feel like yeah. I would have expressed concerns about the number of signings. I'm very, I'm very against making lots of signings yeah. all at once. Yeah, we both. Yeah, yeah I remember because me and T had a heated debate about it. Another, another one. My, my big question is: yeah. I reckon yeah. if fans were in, I think Chelsea fans, being the scum they are, if you're listening. You are scum. Frankie Lamps will be out, mate. Nah, they would have. They would have. Nah, they would have. I don't think they'd, they. Would've, they would have. They wouldn't. They wouldn't turn on Aston Villa, who have overachieved this season. They would have. Hundred percent would be, but JT's at Aston Villa. Oh Where my! Would you, would you imagine if Chelsea sacked Lampard and hired JT? Oh my nah. god! That's the snakiest move. I don't, I don't reckon they would have. I've. I've I've heard, I've heard, I've heard from a few, a few um, Chelsea, Chelsea fans. Obviously, that do all the, um, the, the, the watch along stuff like that, and they seem to be like solely behind, fully behind Frank Lampard, and they understand they're going through a transition from, from going with youth, like promoting youth into the team, and they believe that some big That's players it. have not That's turned up for him, and it's all about Timo Werner. Listen, how much do Kai Havertz cost? Is it? Yeah, you can't spend that kind of money and then be like, oh, he's got time to develop. Like 72 million? No. 70 million for me is like instant results. It doesn't care. I don't care if they're 38 or 18. If I'm spending 70 million on someone, I want them to come in and make an impact. In that position, I'd be saying 10 goals, 10 assists if I'm spending 70 million quid on you. I don't care what age is. I don't care because if you're spending that kind of money, to me, I look at it like any other job in the world, right? You have to go to your boss and go, right, I need £75 million. Why do you need that, Frank? Well, I need to sign this playmaker who's a goal scorer as well. This is how I'm going to use him in my team. Okay, Frank, here's the money. Go and sign it. Hasn't worked. 
oh, I need this 45 million to go and sign the striker. He can score 20 goals in the Bundesliga. He can probably do that for us. Yeah, yeah, go ahead, Frank. Yeah. Mate, sorry. You know, if you're going to go out and spend that money, instant results are needed. If Pep had spent that money this summer on players and it hadn't worked out, people would be calling for his head. But because it's Frank Lampard, club legend, he's getting a free pass from the fans. Sorry. Well, in all fairness, DC, Pep would have spent all of that money on a fullback. Absolutely. <laughs> so, least Lamps, least Lamps it has spent it on attackers. But, <laughs> but, but hold on, I think I think he's been given a little bit of credit in the bank because he because um they believe he done he did well he didn't do he did incredibly well last year the team he had and getting to top top four in the Champions League and um getting to FA Cup final obviously it's not the greatest thing but still looking at the team they had last year it's amazing they got to the top four I do believe though that. He has to get. He has to get a lot more, a lot better out of these some of these what players, would you, what would you, especially what would you Timo Werner. Would you try and be savage and maybe like take a West Ham route and be like, maybe he's a player for us? What? I'm, I'm gonna Timo Werner. Benito wow, said it with Robbie that is, Keane that at, is at a big, that's back big bollocks. That was a big bollocks. But hold on, that's that's you accepting that you're gonna you're taking a a huge loss. Listen, without me, it comes without out, making I've brought this up season. before when I've read Frank say it in an interview or Werner himself. But Frank sold him the transfer because he told him, oh yeah, you can play anywhere you want. You'll have a free role. You can just pick up goal-scoring runs and put them in the net, basically. I don't expect you to do a role for the team. And for me, that that's like, you know, that's like telling a kid, oh yeah, this is how you learn this, but I'm just going to let you figure it out on your own. Like, no, sometimes you need to give people structure in order to succeed. Exactly, instruction. That is the coach's job. You're not there to be the mate. You know, you're not there to, yeah. to put the arm around the shoulder. Like, oh God, Timo, you're a good lad. Oh, it's good <laughs> to see you. you. It's fine. It doesn't matter that you're not scoring. I spent all that money. Like, no, you need to give him some coaching, some instructions. And while we're on it, let's just throw out that last season, as a brilliant achievement as it was. You know, there was that big gap where nothing was played. Form kind of went out the window when the season came back. And before the season came back, I don't remember Chelsea being in that conversation as much as, say, Chef United even were, as much as I'd say Leicester City were. You know, who's to say if that wasn't my big interruption that they'd even made it? What, what they did, though, they did, and, and, that, and that's got them a lot of credit in the bank. It, making it, it got them a lot of money as now. well to play with, which I'm guessing... Nope. You don't think he turns it around? Because I, I, I honestly think that um, the worst things that happen for Chelsea is that I reckon Arsenal's going to pass them. I reckon Arsenal's going to pass them in the next couple, in the next, in the next few, in the next few matches. Joe, I think he's getting a bit. And then I reckon they might again. see themselves. You know, he, he had some trouble before he came on. I kind of agree, to be honest. I think they're in. Do you not do you not think Arsenal can turn it and get, and get further up the table now? The tenth and then I just, I just don't like we were saying like too many signings. I just no like structure, no tactics, no plan. I really don't like Timo Werner in any form of like fluid role neither. He's, no. he's awful. Like it makes no sense to why you would why you would sign a player who worked up top in a two so well and then play him on his own in a free role. You know why? Why would you do that? I think 
Yeah, and like, but he was up top with Paulson, I want to say. They played him like, off the left, though, aren't they? Bits. This season come up with loads of things like that period where he put um like Werner in on the left and then Havertz down the middle who's not a striker. Yeah. Appalling stuff. Havertz is a really bad bad signing by them, I feel. I just think that maybe that was a bit of I don't want to say panic because that's the wrong word for it, but it's kind of like let's sign this guy up before anyone else does. Hmm. Yeah, before the inevitable buy-in comes calling, or before City come in for him, or Man United get linked, let's just gobble him up. Because Chelsea are a club that's been burned by Mohamed Salah, by Romelu Lukaku, by Kevin De Bruyne. Like they want, they want to be in ahead of it this time. I feel like that's, that's where that signing has come from. Not anything else. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. To be fair, I think when you look at when you look at this, you like let's say look at players like a centre midfielder that can score goals. You can you can, you can either go for um Havertz or you can go for uh, Husamawa or you can go for Martin Odegaard. So I think there's, there's plenty of options out there. But when they are, do you know what I'm saying? These options out there, I don't think clubs would, will be would looking you, at that. On the subject of climb downs, while we're on this podcast, by the way, another climb down I'm willing to make. And T, this one's more directed at you than Joe, but Mount's been very good for them this year. Come on, exactly. Mason Mount's my guy, bro. He's a baller. I told you about it. Yeah, I'd say he's... Big up to Mason Mount. I'm only listening. You're my guy. Every still. week, I reckon Frank's thinking, yeah, he's got to be in the team mm. at the moment for them, ahead of the defence, that is. You know, I just I just think none of them. I mean, Reese James was looking really good for them at one bit. Chilwell was looking really good as well at one point. But it, it's kind of like if, if the forwards aren't performing, there's only so much those guys can do. So, you, you know, know I do yeah. kind of agree with what T, basically, to get back on track, what T was saying. I think Chelsea are in real danger of on because Arsenal have started it former it you know the the the, the younger I don't think the two are linked is what I would say sorry T I don't think the two are linked I think that yeah Chelsea will drop down but not necessarily because Arsenal are rising up I think there's I think there's probably more chance of other teams hitting form and maintaining but we form. are though. I'm not being that convinced by the goal scoring output of Arsenal this year to think like what yeah but the that's goal fine score, what, 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 since, so since we turned around the form Mate, we've since our form, mate, we've we beat Chelsea three one, we beat Brighton away one 0 we beat West Brom four 0 beat top, beat Newcastle two 0 drew drew with Crystal Palace, and then we beat Newcastle three 0 Like I think the goal scoring is an issue because now we've seen the issue was not playing a certified quality number ten, which is Emil Smith Rowe in this position right now. Obviously, yeah, it's, it's enough, every yeah, early it's days, like but had a it seems that he's played it around and it doesn't seem like this team will stop anytime soon. Champions League credentials and... And there was the reasons why Mesut were in the team were supposed to be footballing reasons where I think, obviously, some people don't believe in that, but I do. I believe in that Mesut Ozil wasn't the number 10 that Mikel Arteta really wanted or needed. And let me not lie, let me not lie, let me not lie, Mesut Ozil wasn't the midfielder that was going to come and solve everything because he wasn't. There was games before we've seen him where he's, he's got he's been missing. He's gone absolutely missing, and there's times when he's absolutely infuriated me, and that's happened too many times. Fickle. He's not a player that you Fickle. need. Arsenal fans that are gets you out of Fickle. bad tough times. He wouldn't. He wouldn't be able to help. Give it five years, you'll all be there having a wank on Twitter when that clip of no, no, we, 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 we,
Listen, we I've seen I've seen Mesut Ozil go missing in big games when we needed big players to step up and creativity to step up, and he's gone missing. Get teams like Liverpool and teams like Brighton, a team like Rough 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 us up. He goes missing. He only Brighton when we go when we go to we don't beat we don't beat Brighton away. We haven't beat Brighton away for a long time until until um around this last year December. Apart from apart from that, we we have a really poor record away to Brighton, and those are the reasons because we had big. I heard the Özil thing. Basically, yeah, I think I think Arsenal, yeah, yes and no. To be fair, I kind of agree with DT, but I also agree with Eva in in the sense that he's been shafted. Arteta's had a stinker with him. But I think a lot of our, um, what's that word? These um, animosity, animosity's built up. Yeah, he's a very luxury player, and Arsenal don't have the personnel around him to sort of counter for his luxuriness in terms of like, if if they had some yeah. proper quality and solidity behind him, yeah, really good luck could put in and people that could put in work rate and stuff. Yeah, you know that that's where. I think it's no coincidence that sort of transitioned out as Ramsey's gone. Imagine like imagine like an Urzel with like a prime Kante behind him. It, it's fine, isn't it? It doesn't it doesn't matter. But we had we had Partey. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, I'm not issue. talking Kante um, right now. I'm talking it's current Kante. football. Man, has, has... <laughs> Please don't make a comparison. Kante. My guy will talk about the Premier League. We're talking about bro, bro. Fuck out my lunch. Oh, oh, these guys bro, are these guys are fucking it. Bro, party is top top quality. See watching Arsenal is like seeing is a woman with a oh, he's Are you confident? Oh my gosh, it's like you guys don't watch football. It's like you guys don't watch football. I'll say I'll say I'll say, it's right, I'll say it's right here, right now. Partey's had a Partey. Yes, the part, I'm even matter how small he's probably played, he's, be, he's been a better. He's been better than Kante this year. Chelsea. Facts. Partey is equally as as a, as a solid defensive. But either way, either way, yeah, either way, football has moved on from players yeah. like Mesut Özil, who who haven't got the energy to work out and chip in defensively and hold it. Football's evolved on him, and he and he wasn't going to fit in the Arteta way and the new way we want to play his football. That is that's probably that's why he's gone. That's why it's gone. And so that is that is the reason why I'm not I'm, I'm I don't feel too sort of too sore about Mesut Özil. Was he a good player and did he make great moments? Yeah, sure he did. But football's moved on from him, and he and he and he's not kept up, and he's not adapted. He's not adapted enough to it. And seeing yeah, the fact is that he's getting paid 350k and he can't affect games, he needs to go. Listen, Arsenal are going to be a different team come this next part of the season, man. Different team, maybe a different animal. I think looking at looking at now, um, Partey actually being fit, it's going to be a big plus for them. You've got players that obviously. Aubameyang just started scoring. Lacazette's found his form. Saka has been unbelievable. Same as Emil Smith Rowe. Kieran Tierney's been a... Kieran Tierney is a boss, to be fair. Kieran Tierney's been an absolute... Kieran Tierney's been an absolute boss for us at left-back. Leno 
Lando's been Lando's been solid in in, in that. R- Rob Holding um, and sorry Pablo Mari made a good partnership recently. So the teams look yeah, team looks to be it's like big, it's a big level up there that he's done. Fair play to him. I'll say I'll be I'll be honest right now. Even though Abamis starts scoring goals again, no, no, because I'll, I'll tell you this, man. There's been times yet, yeah, hard times, hard times for Arsenal. Henri doesn't go missing. When we needed a goal, he, he was there to, to 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 do it for us. Abamyang Abamyang needs so much for him to score. He he needs so much service Real Madrid to score away. compared Real to Henri. Henri, you can give Henri the ball where he can skip yeah. past two, three guys, two and and, and score a goal by himself. Just you know what I'm saying, like where Abamyang. Doesn't really have that. He has to be put. He has to put. He has to be put clean through on goal, and then maybe, maybe, maybe first time he scores. Not usually, but second, second or third time he, he burying that. But he needs he needs three chances like that to be put clean through to score a goal. Where well, on on is like what? Give him a, a, give him a yard of space. He's possessing that bottom corner. Easy. Go, I'm saying. Talk about this right now. Abamyang, Manchester City this summer. No, I don't. I don't think you're going because I think he's up. He's tied down. He's tied down to a big contract that he Arsenal just signed, and I don't think Arsenal will sell him. Arsenal will sell him because they're borrowing money him. from the government and they need to pay that shit back. Arsenal won't sell him, and this and that's 120 million from from the from the loan. The money they're going to make from getting in totally getting into Europe again next year or whatever they, whatever the place they get, that will be easy enough to cover that that, that loan. Manager. No, they want they want they want sacking. If, now, if, if, if they weren't going to sack him in December, when I was calling for it, they're never going to sack him. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. And I think I think I'm happy that he's managed to get it. I'm happy he's managed to to get it. Like get it together and get it us back on a winning streak, a winning run. I think he's, I think he's, I think I think I'm hoping that he's learned something in that process and he's not just gone to waste because he's a good manager and he's learned, the working is that he's learning the job and hopefully he's learned yeah. his lesson and he can this can help I him push to become a better manager. Really put the thing if, you, if you get what I'm gonna say, but we only one can tell. Go for are already in the prem. One of them is Brendan Rodgers. The other is Carlo Ancelotti. I would have moved heaven and earth to have Ancelotti. Mm-hmm. Probably, I probably think Arsenal probably would have looking more towards um, Brendan Rodgers, but then even look at no, that, Leicester yeah, aren't a joke club either. Leicester don't leave themselves yeah. like open to be getting fucked over, do you know what I'm saying, middle of the season. Either Arsenal have to pay a, a hefty, a hefty, hefty sort of like conversation, or Brendan Rodgers have to leave a lot of money on the table and to no push out that move. Everything, but I'm like you can get a better job than that. There's, there's no point even thinking about. I don't think there's well, no that, way that Sakateta. No way. Yeah, right. um, I'll close my next question. Look at the bottom. Look at the bottom. Look at the bottom three. Uh, let's, let's, I'm going to ignore you anyway. Look at the bottom three. We've got Fulham, West I mean, Brom, Sheffield United. Do you think that's a three that go down? First of all, West Brom and Sam Allardyce. So okay. basically, they're finishing 12. Let's oh, go on then. Tell me more, DC. <laughs> I'm not even. At this point, Brighton are going down for me. Sheffield <laughs> United, too little, too late. And, they're going uh, down. I think it's probably. 
uh, it's between three teams for me: Leeds United, Fulham, Newcastle. Fulham going down, you reckon? I did think I, I was really convinced that this was the year that Burnley went down because there wasn't enough. But yeah, I'm looking at the way they've been playing the last few games. And I'm thinking they've got enough in the tank, and with the new owners coming in, the players will be motivated just to try and stay up another year. Just to get that bit of investment, you know, there's there's the motive there for everyone involved. I think the two are in danger of crumbling. I yeah. think that Steve Bruce has kind of hit the wall, really. Mm. He's not an elite coach, you know, and there's a lot of elite coaches in the bottom half of the table this year. I'm looking at Nuno, I'm looking at Bielsa is an elite coach, even though really, can I just point out as well, just while I'm on the subject, start of this year, what did I say about Leeds United? Can we remember? Defensively poor. No, I burn said out. that Bielsa teams burn out halfway through the season. I said they'll yeah. start brilliantly and come January. I don't think yeah, they'll go down, though. Yeah, I still he, think they'll have. He did. Uh, I think the best they're probably looking at is 16, 17. Too much ball. He did. He did. Drop all the way down. But I just, I just think that that's it. They've hit the wall fitness-wise. Mm. Best thing that could happen for them. And, you know, I'm, I'm not saying this is the best thing that would happen in the world before any skeptics say anything to me is a COVID break. Don't say it. Don't say it. I thought he don't was going to sack Bielsa then. DC, don't even what? say it. Please don't say it. My guy's getting a statue. Oh, shit. Karen Carney, I forgot her name before. Apologies, but she said that um, Leeds would not have got up to the the Premier League if it wasn't for that break in the season. If you look at his record, the only titles he's ever won are in Argentina where they split the league into two sections where you can win it across 19 games. You don't have to win it across the 38 games. You get a title if you win the first half of the season. Yeah. So, actually... You know, he's he's not a proven winner who can maintain it over a season. He's not even won a cup, to my knowledge. You know, you even even look at Argentina at the two thousand and two World Cup. He was the coach. He had all those brilliant world class. Did he not win a cup at Bilbao? Uh, I think he might have won like some trophy there. I don't, know, mate. I don't think no. so, man. Was he just a good run? Yeah, probably. I think you probably think he might. He knocked no, Man United so. out on the way in the Europa. He had a good League. Europa League one, yeah. Yeah, but but yeah, this is what I said. Start of the year that they'd, they'd crash and burn, they'd hit the wall, and now I'm being proven right. You know, football oracle here. But um, I think, yeah, definitely the West Brom. I mean, let's face would, it, would you say it? Would you say it's a burnout as or like as much as they are just quite defensively poor anyway? Even even at the start of the season, they. Definitely. I think one plays into the other, mate, if I'm honest. I think the fact that, you know, the players going forward perhaps have lost a little bit of the legs. Yeah, that's sort of true. They're not blowing into the fact that, Yeah, the fact that they can't really defend as a unit. You know, the whole Bielsa philosophy is that it's 3-3-1-3, three, 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 isn't it? You know, they, they always overpower the other team. They've always got more men in every position. And if you're running out of the fitness, if you're hitting the wall because you've had to work harder because you've just been promoted, this is what's going to happen. Hmm. My opinion, anyway. But I'd say maybe they've got just enough to stay up. But I think Brighton, with all the quality they have, the fact that they don't score enough goals, we'll see them in it. And I think that you've got to see Newcastle are down there because Steve Bruce just isn't that level of coach. I can see him getting them out of that quagmire. Mm. They needed to be higher now if they were going to not end up in that battle at the end of the season. Well, a huge game, I suppose, on DC's two picks there. 
uh, next game for both Newcastle and Leeds is each other on mm. Tuesday. So that's a massive game again in, I suppose, the... Uh, I think it's a must-win, really, for both of them. Oh, yeah, 100%. It's come the end of the season, most points will really matter. Like, they're, two, they're, they're two of the five that I see right down there in it. And I'm not including West Brom in it, because I just think Big Sam will figure it out. But when they won 3-2 against, was it Wolves the other day? Wolves, are, Wolves are another surprisingly poor team at the moment, aren't they? But Wolves are a team that's never had to play in the Premier League without Raul Jimenez. Yeah. This is the first time he's missed any game time, and it's suddenly like, well, what do you do when what we're playing? Wolves too much firepower to keep putting up. There's no such thing as too big to go down, is what I'd say. And I think you've seen team. I think a lot of people have blinkers on with Wolves because a lot of their players are internationals, but I don't think they're quite in that elite bracket as a team. Mm. You know, I think I think maybe maybe the gloss has come off it a little bit since they went into Europa and everything. But because I mean, Wolves are in fourteenth, only on twenty-two points, aren't they? Yeah, they're yeah, not looking though. like turning it around. It's not like a Southampton situation where they had a dodgy run of form earlier in the season and they managed to turn it round, you know. Mm. Yeah. I think maybe Nuno's hit the wall as well. I mean, you know, maybe that's the story of the bottom half of the table. It's a bunch of coaches who are kind of like, uh, I'm throwing everything at it. I mean, to, to be honest, like, when we're talking about relegation battles in teams towards the bottom of the team, it's, the qualities are relevant in terms of that, in terms of how they play football. It, it's mm. it's the character, isn't it, to stay up and to get results yeah. over the line by any means necessary. They're the teams that stay up. Yeah. You 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 quite you were quite right in terms of no no teams too big to go down because even the most the quality of teams there, like I suppose you mentioned the Leeds and even Wolves can go down if they don't show the character to stay up because there's teams like as you said a big Sam and a West Brom who. Uh, you know, I suppose well, shit, yeah, they're, they're rascal. They don't have the same quality, but if if they if they fight to stay up, they will do because they'll get results over the line and they'll be very 100%. tough to beat. Um, yeah, that's. See what you've been very quiet. What do you think about this bottom about this bottom table bit? Ooh, I'm looking at it, mate. I Ooh. think. You do realize I think West Brom are going down. I don't think I don't think Sam Allardyce can pull him out. Uh, oh, mate, it's it's absolutely you know, he loves Big Sam. I do love Big Sam. <laughs> That's it, man. That's it. How do you calculate that? Well, this will be his first time getting relegated with the team, won't it? I can't see it. I reckon I'd love Newcastle to go down. I reckon he's gonna go down. I reckon um you know me, Joe, I must be no, I, I think Fulham are the most well. likely candidate there. I think they're about I reckon, reckon Fulham yeah. yeah. I'm off. <laughs> I will I would love to sit here all night and, and work at your defence for court, but I'm not being part of that. So have a good 